0: You've probably heard of influencers, high-profile figures on social media platforms who get paid to, you know, influence their followings. How it works is brands will pay them to post ads for trendy things like fashion or beauty products and for much more obscure things like medical devices. And as more and more people become influencers, we're seeing more and more ways of making money. Joining us today is Rebecca Jennings, who's a reporter who covers internet culture for the goods, and she's the host of the Vox Quick Hits podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, Teddy. So really quickly, can you explain to me how, in a nutshell, the influencer economy works?
1: Yeah. So basically, influencers are people who are just high-profile people on a specific platform. Um, The way the influencer economy works totally depends on what platform we're talking about. I think when people think of influencers, they think of Uh, Instagram influencers who are maybe like in the fashion and beauty space, they promote products on their Instagram and they create Mm -hmm. content that people like looking at, it's nice, whatever. But the influencer economy is so much bigger than that. TikTok has, has kind of been the thing to really open it up to more and more people. But there's also influencers on on YouTube, on Substack, on Patreon, on OnlyFans. There's podcast influencers. And, and to be fair, pretty much everybody is an influencer in their own way. It's just a matter of magnitude.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking of magnitude, how much do people make? Do you have like a rough range of you know, what does a successful influencer look like and what does the average influencer look like?
1: I think the influencer economy, just like the regular economy, is has a very, very wide gap between the highest earners and the not so high earners. So if, if we're talking about on Instagram, I think on the highest range, you know, like a, a Kardashian, a, a, like a supermodel, someone with a lot of um, deals with with big brands, they could make about, you know, A couple hundred thousand dollars just for a post on their Instagram feed, but most of their money is likely coming from, you know, larger deals with big brands or, you know, affiliate links where they post a link to buy something and then a bunch of people click on it and they get, you know, Mm -hmm. some of that commission But now there's so many different ways to make money as an influencer. You can have direct payments through OnlyFans, Substack, Patreon, whatever. You can do um, pre-roll ads on YouTube, which uh, are just automatic payments. You have merch. You have podcast ads. You can get gifts via live streaming and a lot of new platforms, especially are coming up with mechanisms to pay creators directly, such as the TikTok Creator Fund, which is just like paying people based on views. So there's just like a huge economy around money and influencing.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, I mean, uh, is it typically folks kind of gravitating to, to new platforms? But you're sort of saying that at least the lion's share of, of the momentum is sort of on traditional platforms, things that obviously have lots of people on them who are not influencers, but they're leveraging the scale of a TikTok or a YouTube to make money.
1: So I think like as newer platforms emerge, and I think we've seen that a lot in the past year, like, you know, five years ago, it was just like the biggies. It was YouTube. It was Facebook, Instagram. That was pretty much where you could be an influencer. But I think now with Substack, with OnlyFans, with um, Clubhouse, we're seeing, this huge democratization of who gets to be an influencer and of, and of what magnitude. And, and I think platforms are realizing that people are not going to join new platforms unless they've got a monetary incentive. Um, I yeah. think the obvious example is Vine, which died because no one could make money off of it.
0: Do folks traditionally make less money on the newer platforms typically?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think in the first couple of years of TikTok, brands were really slow to jump on it because they had no idea how it worked. I think when you've got real money involved, they're not going to take a gamble on some platform that hasn't proven that it can actually like provide its worth. There are some apps that are kind of popping up that are just sort of a cottage industry around this influencer economy, and it's providing mm-hmm. more ways for fans to get directly involved. It's sort of like the NFT thing where you can put your stock in this person and hope that it becomes worth something someday. And so there are these apps like, Uh, rally.io, clout market, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a stock market, but for people and influencer drama, which is a whole thing. And then uh, we get apps where you can pay to have an influencer comment on your Instagram post or something like that. There's one called PearPop, And then there's one called new, new, where you can have people like vote on the decisions you make in your life. So there's all these like tiny little ways for influencers to make money. And some of which, you know, a, a, a fan could make money theoretically too, but I don't think anyone's really Making serious, serious dollars off of any of these yet, and and I mean, who knows what's going to happen with them? It's all very dystopian, theoretically. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna say, I mean, the idea of kind of letting your followers, you know, sort of control your day in exchange for rent money or grocery money or to you know, make to make it rich. Um, you know, you said it sounds dystopian. Uh, what does it tell us about kind of where the influencer or creator world is heading? The fact that um, in terms of kind of the power and uh, the relationships between the creator and the fan.
1: I think, like, as I mentioned before, everybody has their own little degree of influence, but there really is this huge kind of middle class of creators emerging, people who maybe got laid off from their job and are now, you know, launching a newsletter or something, or people who have had a viral hit on TikTok and then are approached by a handful of brands to maybe make a couple hundred bucks here and there. Like, does that make you an influencer? Like, kind of, yeah. Like, if a brand sees you that way, then sure. This field, I guess, is really growing in terms of people Mm -hmm. who are part of it. But I think in general, the wealth is still really, really concentrated at the top. You know, people who your dad might know or who your 15-year-old knows really well. But yeah, so basically, I I think on the positive end, that apps like this in this growing economy can open up more avenues for these middle class of creators to make more money, even though it might sound kind of tasteless or odd (laughs) on the surface.
0: Rebecca Jennings, thanks so much for joining us. You can read more of her work at Vox.com and listen to her Vox Quick Hits podcast. Thanks, Rebecca.
1: Thank you so much.